1: It's a
0: straight-up screamer. Download our
2: app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and
1: same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL, NRL Crunch, crunch time. time.
3: It is Crunch Time right here at Combank Stadium on this Saturday afternoon, brought to you by Isuzu, the Isuzu d Max. Is born to toe. Hi everyone, I'm Matt White. Welcome to our listeners across the SEN network, including SEN 11:70am in Sydney, SEN 6:93 in Queensland, SENQ, SEN 16:20am on the Goldie, and as well to our listeners on the SEN app and the SEN podcast as well. We're counting down to the start of the Eels versus the Bulldogs here in the NRL Round 23 of the Premiership, of course, and also the opening round of the NRLW season where the Parramatta Eels will take on uh, last year's, or this year's, grand final winners, the Sydney Roosters. Alongside me, Adrian Presenko, recovered from the COVID casualty (laughs) ward from last weekend, two-time Walkley Award winner and Parramatta fans believer, with James the Missile Magnuson, the former Port Macquarie Shark also bouncing back from COVID. I think you might have given it to Adrian. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) And whilst whilst Adrian's a Parramatta Eels Mm. believer, uh maggie is a disappointed bulldogs fan who just wants one more shot so we might have to pull up the big divide here in the combank commentary box to make sure that you guys don't get it on but you've got your uh, you've got your you've got your scarf going missile and yeah, over. i'm coming oh. in
4: impartial of course
3: yeah, yeah exactly.
4: there could be some tension in the box here today, oh, there could so be a lot first first he passes on the curtis rona and then um you know, we've got 80 minutes of football in front of us so.
3: are you nervous I mean, seventh on the ladder, obviously, Missile, your season's gone, and it's all about next, next year and beyond. But as a Parramatta Eel fan coming into this one seventh, you, you should sneak in, though, don't you reckon? We should, but
4: I'm, I'm still very nervous, nonetheless, and particularly given the Bulldogs played really well and gave us a touch-up last time. So, yeah, you, you want to find some form at this time of year, and Parramatta have been very up and down the last few months. How did you go with the Rona? Yeah, I was pretty knocked around, particularly those first couple of days. And I thought I'd done pretty well to um, dodge it for as long as I have. But obviously, being beside the missile—that's <laughs> unconfirmed,
5: by the way. Unconfirmed. It could even be the other way
3: around. I could have got it off Adrian. I'm not sure. It's a nasty one, isn't it? I've done some travelling over the last couple of days, up and down to Melbourne, and I've had the flu. So I've done—I reckon—I've done more COVID tests in the last two weeks than I did throughout the entire COVID period. So I'm just negative Nelly the whole way, but how bad is it when you're sitting on a plane Oh. and I, I dead set I had the biggest sneeze in me the other day <laughs> and, and I was next to a cleaner file so he uh, had the little he had the little wipers oh, and no. even when he rested his head up against the window he actually wiped the window oh, before he rested wow, his head wow, and mate on. I could not hold it back I had the mask on obviously <laughs> but I just had to let rip he would have had a heart attack. Oh, I thought you poor bastard <laughs> <laughs> you poor bugger so I did another one before I came out still on the negative side the, but flu, that... the flu just quietly is way
5: worse than COVID in oh, my mate. opinion I had the flu about a month month ago, and it knocked me, COVID, no, no issues.
3: Yeah, well, I've still got it. I mean, normally I can get through a flu pretty quickly. I think I'm the same as you. We were talking about it the other week. Have a sweat out and it's gone. Yeah. The, the sweat outs are going, but the, the flu ain't. Like, it's yeah, it's, right. still, it's still there. Have you yeah. done the fest treatment? Have What's you, that? Have you done that? I did that this morning where you, you get the bottle of fest, and it's got some mixture in it, but essentially it's salty water, mm. and you got to do it in the shower. So it's a bottle... I don't know a couple of hundred mils, maybe. Oh, and you squeeze it up your nostrils? You squeeze yeah, it up your nose, and you've got to let it run out and come down the other side. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Which have is, you ever done that? Oh, mate, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, world yeah. class. That doesn't sound uh, not no, inviting. No, no. Oh, yeah. it, no, it is, it is a it sounds relief like, like watching yeah. Parramatta play in the back of the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't breathe the right way, if you try and oh. if you try and breathe out your nose, or you shut your throat on the way through, so the trick is Maggie, isn't it? You've got to breathe through your mouth. Yeah. Otherwise, it won't go through the nasal canal. It'll go down the back of your throat, go down your lungs. Oh, mate, it's a salty water is meant to cure all things it busts the hell out of your sinus sinus system oh, wow yeah. yeah stops you sounding like all nasally yeah okay. exactly so i gave that a whirl this morning actually we, we should see if our listeners have got some good old ones you know some good old yeah. myths or or some of those great cures for the flu you know you've got your yeah eucalyptus oil I remember, I can't remember what exactly
5: it was, but I remember mum making me put my head over a bowl with a tea towel over my head and breathing. Is that eucalyptus? (laughs) Eucalyptus oil in it. Maybe she was just... was it right that she pushed
4: my head in the water yeah, each no, time? No. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that, that sounds like that scene in Crocodile Dundee where the guys put all the in his <laughs> uh, What about the Vicks vapor rub? VIX Vapor Rub's yeah, awesome. Yeah, Vicks was good. And and it's Vicks like it's good. like um, you know, putting Brute Thirty three on as well afterwards. You're walking around and everyone's giving yeah. you the wide berth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do they
5: still do VIX.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, just less popular
5: because I was so popular when I was a kid. 100%. Vicks we're... on the
3: chest before school to clear up the sinuses. Yep, yeah, I've done that. 0457 736, 736 Have you got any old uh, remedies for the old flu that's going around? Actually, can...
5: in rugby league-wise, we used to put a bit of Vicks on the top lip sometimes so you could breathe through your nose because when you've got a mouth guard and you can't breathe. So that was a football thing as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
4: Was this the same era you were putting the black uh, eye
5: boot polish, polish underneath the yeah, eyes as yeah, well, yeah.
3: which which didn't do anything? No. I, I still carry and I've got it here in my in a my Vicks. backpack. No, I still carry what? one of those little ones, those Vicks oh. inhalers.
4: Oh yeah 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 yeah. So you
5: that's good gear.
3: Give
4: that a good old whirl and
3: try yeah, and get yeah. the head cleared. Um, yeah. What about so,
4: the eucalyptus on a hanky? Is you and you put
3: it is that too. your pillow? Yeah. Jeez, we're getting, we're getting through a few already. 26-22, the Panthers defeated uh, the Rabbitohs on Thursday night. And then last night, we uh, had some blowouts. So the Cowboys in full form against the Warriors, 48 points to four. And what about the Storm last night? 60 points to 12 over the Broncos. So we'll dig through those and go through the results and what they all mean in just a moment. But in terms of news, Adrian, the grand final um, backwards and forwards, and was it going to stay in Sydney? Where's it going to end up? Was it going to go to Queensland? Um, Peter Volandi's pulling the old Melbourne gag at the start of the press conference, which was pretty <laughs> he, cool. He had a couple of us going there. I bet he did. I, I but, bet you know. He
4: delivered it really well. Yeah, I was, I was there. It was myself and, and one of my colleagues from the Herald, and we just had a
3: quick look at each other and just go, nah, no. surely not. <laughs> no. so, yeah, it's it's all about the pregnant pause afterwards, isn't it? Was it ever, do you think, you know, going to go away from Sydney for this season? No, no. I, th- I think that it, it, it was a little bit of pantomime, wasn't it? Like, yeah. we,
4: we had to go through the dance, and he had to threatened to take it to Queensland in order to extract a little bit more cashola. Um, The word is that um, the New South Wales government belatedly stepped up with $8 million um, to keep it here. But now we've got a situation where we we could be going Super Bowl style, where it's up to the highest bidder. Um, Anastasia Palaszczuk has said that she wants to host up to three grand finals um, leading up to the Brisbane Olympics and... When you think that there's four teams now in Queensland, really one in four every four uh, years, we we should consider taking it up there. So yeah. there's not the cash incentive that that you know that was there previously, and obviously we've still got that whole brouhaha with the infrastructure and in the stadiums and. It was, pretty, it was a pretty telling dig. He said, don't have a bet with uh, Don Perrottet. Like, uh, when
3: you win, he's not going to pay out. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it was pretty clear what the NRL were doing in this whole situation. They were trying to maximise the bang for their buck from the government, playing the two governments who were in the fight at the moment off each other. So it's a, it's a classic negotiating tactic. But yep. in terms of what the governments wanted out of it, and was there any news out of, out of what New South Wales government was pushing for? As you say, Anastasia Palaszczuk is pushing for you know, numerous grand finals over the next 10 to 20 years. So what was the New South Wales government looking for, mate? Well, well the
4: interesting thing is that having already reneged on the, the $800 million, they're basically $300 million that they still haven't given a league that they've promised, there's even talk that some uh, cabinet ministers are pushing to scrap the Penrith redevelopment altogether. Which is so. three hundred. Yep, yep. Which is well, pro- it'll probably end up costing a lot more by the yeah. time <laughs> that's all done and dusted. So, I mean, the the New South Wales government have got a you know, history of shifting the goalposts. So, one of the first things we said, have you got, have you got your agreement for the grand final in writing? He said, yes, we've got it in writing. So, <laughs> um, and and you need to. And it's it's look. I understand the flood victims, but you know, I think it's pretty poor the way the the government has played, you know, those parties against each other.
3: So at the end of the day, the NRL grand final this year will be played at a core stadium in Sydney, and then it's going to be a, a free for all. And I actually think, out of what came out and all the pantomime drama that went through with it, I, I had the feeling that it was going to stay in Sydney, and that'd be about the number around the eight million dollars. Out of everything that then transpired, from my point of view, I think the best news was what's going to happen next because I'm, I'm all for throwing it out there and taking it around. I can't see why the game that's expanding needs to needs to plant its number one showpiece for the premiership, that is, in the grand final in the one spot. So are you guys fans of the Super Bowl style? Yep, love it. If, if my team was in
5: the grand final, I would travel to any city in Australia to watch them happily and make a weekend of it. Um you know how we spoke about the highest bidder. What what would something like a
4: grand, NRL grand final generate for the economy? <laughs> well, it's it's an interesting one. I don't know what the exact figures are, but the the word was that um, Queensland was prepared to pay about ten million dollars for it. So, if we say that the New South Wales government will paid about eight, they could probably make up some of the difference just given they've got an extra thirty thousand seats to sell. Yeah. Um, but in terms of a, a multiplier and what it means, like it, it's huge. Like it's millions of, of dollars for for hotels, for um, pubs, restaurants, yeah. and the like. So it's it's a huge boost for whoever, whichever city gets to host it. The
5: Thing I never understand about having it at a, a core, and you know, from even from a New South Wales government perspective, which pubs and things are, is yeah. it generating out there? There's not much out there. Mm. Whereas if you had it, say, at the at the new SFS. You know it's Paddington and Surrey Hills and the pubs around you know, Entertainment Quarter that are going to yeah. be directly benefiting. I, I guess it's probably hard to pinpoint a lot of those people that come to Sydney for the NRL Grand Final will probably stay in the city mm. um, and, and eat and drink there, but um,
3: I'd, I'd love to go on the road. Love it. But you're 100% right. I mean, the Allianz Stadium is kind of the elephant in the room there, isn't it? It's the newest, yeah. shiniest stadium in Australia, and it's yet to be opened and it should be the centrepiece for the game, but it doesn't have the seats Hasn't and the capacity to... that a core stadium has, which doesn't have the atmosphere, as Maggie says, that an Alliance and the surrounding suburbs have. I, I reckon they've got it totally wrong. Yep. The way, so, so we're
4: neither here nor there. So you either invest in a core stadium, so you've got a world-class facility that can attract big concerts, uh, Rugby World Cups, mm-hmm. FIFA World Cups, and we haven't done that one up. And then we've put one up for basically one NRL team. Let's be honest, for the Sydney Roosters, the the Rabbitohs want to go there and there's some pushback on that. Um, and there's not a, a lot of other tenants there. You'll get some A-League or whatever. And we've got all these suburban grounds that are crumbling. You, you've had a stadium collapse in, at Leichhardt Oval and, and yeah. thankfully people weren't injured. Mm. Um, and now Stuart Ayres has made sure that his constituents out at uh, the... Penrith will be looked after, but, I mean, that doesn't need a stadium as badly as some of the other areas are. Like, look at Brookvale, where I'll be going uh, this this afternoon. Like, it's, we've got it totally, totally
5: butt about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just a question on Souths playing at the new SFS. How long have Souths been out at Accor? Because I remember when I was younger, they
4: were at SFS, right? And that's much closer to
5: Redfern and their heartland. Yeah.
4: Than it's, home bush. It, it's been it's been a long time, and that the whole deal was that they needed what used to be ANZ Stadium to to have some content, and they the money that they offered teams to play there was was really great. really good, and okay. that's why they've been there, and it's been a good move for South, in that they've expanded their base for a long time. They've mm-hmm. had the highest membership take up of any NRL club, certainly in Sydney. Um, but look, clearly we've got a brand new stadium in their heartland. It makes sense for them to do it, but the the issue is. They're going to have to sacrifice some money in order to do so. They're not going to get the same financial deal that they would have at a core. Uh. A
3: core stadium, Allianz Stadium, both venues, New South Wales Stadium. So they can't play each other. They can't, <laughs> they can't play them, see them where I'm headed, right? Yeah, I can yeah. see where you're headed. Yeah, hundred percent. Because and if we're going if we're going NFL style, the the, the really good outcome would be to have stadium versus stadiums start to put up their hands. So here at Combank Stadium, for instance, put up their hand and say, no, we'll take it and we'll put on a, a ripping show against Suncorp, for instance. But obviously the money has got to come from the same pot. It's it's interesting too. Like in,
4: I'm
3: really interested to see
4: how we start next year because there's a push from Perth, Optus Stadium yep. over there, to host a doubleheader to start next NRL season. There's also been talk about potentially taking a game to the U.S., so that would be Souths and Manly. So we could have a situation at the start of next year, and obviously with the Dolphins coming in, they're going to have a home game up north as well. If some of those things come to pass, there might not be a lot of premium content in Sydney for those first couple of weeks of the NRL season.
3: So what happens then, and let us know, listeners, if you think that this is a good idea, that the grand final after this year goes towards a Super Bowl, the highest bidder, and, and what do they have to put on the table? Is it just money? Because if it's... Just money, it, it, it will just be the, the biggest um, the, the government with the biggest coffers to play with. So what do you as a fan want to see for the uh, NRL grand final going forward? Oh four, five, seven, seven three six, seven three six is the text line. How do you think that scenario then plays out? We're we're not there yet, but what would be the criteria reckon when they start going, okay, the NRL grand final's up for sale? It's Aside from money, let's put the money aside. What else do they want? I think once you put money aside, you have to give serious
4: consideration to how somehow acknowledging what New Zealand has gone through. Like they haven't had world-class rugby league for a long, long time, and I don't know whether you know, their tourism events will throw as much money at it as, as perhaps the um, Australian state governments. But at some point, we have to have some more premium content in there. So the Warriors haven't been home for two and a half years. Mm. Um, you know, we used to have uh, uh, Auckland Nines, which we no longer have. Surely that has to be a, a consideration at some point. Now I'm hearing boys' trip. Oh, <laughs> I'm hearing boys' trip. No, what the, Grand the, final in New Zealand, the, that is lit. The bandwagon you want to be on is um, South versus Manly somewhere in the US. yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be... That's, have we got a venue for that? That's the junket. I uh, guess...
1: <laughs> no, I've, I've what actually, could possibly go wrong <laughs> yeah. i've
4: actually got a uh, hopefully a vegas trip uh, booked later in the year tim Zo will be uh, oh, fighting yeah, in yeah, vegas yeah. and i'm doing everything in my power yeah. to ensure yeah. that i'll be there for the for the full build up you know yeah. hopefully i'm yeah. talking 10 days in advance well you got to you got to do your research well, absolutely yeah. so um yeah what what could so no, possibly no, go wrong no ground yet for manly south it's still to be confirmed but it'll probably be in um uh, probably in LA, it's some somewhere potentially. Yeah. Mm. yeah,
5: makes sense. Warm.
3: Some of the yeah, some of the other issues obviously uh, leading into this weekend um, around the Newcastle Knights. Just get to that in a sec. But this online abuse of Jackson Palo that it's happened after the game the other night. Um, what's the NRL? I mean, what's what situation does the NRL face in this? Because it's almost impossible to stop, to prevent, to crack down on. No, but s-
4: south of. Experience, unfortunately, in this area with Latrell, like, yep. like to the point, and um, we've actually seen some people um, taken to court and you know um, convicted for you know harassing and stalking and menacing and, and the like. So it's it's a really sad situation. Look, he had a he had a stinker of a game. It happens. We all have a bad day in the office, but no one should ever have to um, put up with some of the vile abuse that that happened there. It got to the point where the Rabbits actually had to turn their comments off. Right. Um, on, on some of the posts that they put up because, you know, that's how vile some of the abuse and pile-on was. So um, South Sydney have said, we'll give you every support. If you want to escalate it, if you want to make it a police matter, whatever you want to do, we're going to help you and, and
3: uh, we'll back you all the way. Yeah, it's, uh, we had a good chat about it at the SCG uh, last week, Maggie, when Seebs was in here as well. So it's just a, another issue that league players, that professional athletes... Have to uh, face in 2022. So back to the Newcastle Knights. Is is that all done and dusted? There are they are they back on track?
4: <laughs>
5: they
3: are a long, long Which way. Track is that? <laughs> they
4: are a long way from being on track I-, I can imagine being Peter Parr and like he's only been there for what maybe three weeks and just he's put the thing up on the hoist and just gone, What have I walked into? Yeah. Like in that very short period of time they had the, the ham fisted way that the Dave Clummer thing was handled, like that somehow became a human resources issue because he didn't want to
3: come off the field. Yeah. You had um, there was you know let a... But see hang on, just on that. That's what I want as a Newcastle fan. I don't want you to don't see want to come yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I, I'd, yep. I'd be. I wouldn't be holding that up as some sort of hu, um, human resources issue. I'd be yep. holding that up as this is what we need to stand for. Yep. We got a bloke here in a, in a crap season where it's all gone pear shaped, who's prepared to stick it up the trainer and say, "No, I don't want to come off the field," which is yep. going against yep. the team, et cetera, et cetera. I understand
4: that, but but yeah, like he's actually showing passion for the club. Yeah, yep. yep. and fight. Unfortunately, there wasn't much fight from uh, Bradman Beston and Tawala oh. <laughs> when they couldn't make the team bus after getting on the ink the night before. I mean, there was that issue. You had, there was even an allegation of, of racist abuse to a, um, a lower grade player. And then, of course, you had Toilet Gate, um, which, well, <laughs> how long have we got? Like, on, honestly, <laughs> like, that was just. Incredible, And I love old man Ponga. Andre's come out oh, and quickly dear. controlled the narrative there. Yeah, yeah. But, but no matter how you, you spin it, like there's, it's not good, is it? Like it, You've got the captain of, of the club, while his team is playing, trying to avoid the wooden spoon. Um, he's had numerous concussions. He's been off for of five HIAs on three of those occasions. He couldn't come yeah. back. And in Peter Pas's press conference, he said, "Well, nobody said that he couldn't drink." And it's like, "Well, nobody said that he he couldn't hit his head with a frying pan or whatever else." But yeah, yeah. having you just, just don't do having it. just been through so many concussions to the point where you can't play again this season, you certainly don't do that. And that's if we do accept Andre's uh, version of events, which, which we won't, which, which no is, one will, which yeah. no one will.
5: Sometimes, sometimes the excuses they roll out, I find a little bit insulting to the intelligence of yeah. the viewer. The same thing that happened when Brendan Smith and uh, Cameron Munster had a mysterious white powder, which could have been OMO. No, or... talking OMO. Yeah, yeah. Give me a break. Like the average punter is not that dumb that they don't know what Kalen and uh, Kurtman Kurt were doing in a cubicle together. It's it's not it's not rocket science to figure that out. But when they roll out the You know, he was sick, so his mate went into a
3: cubicle with him to help him. Come on, don't don't insult our intelligence. That's why you have somebody like Peter Parr at the club. Yeah. And Peter Parr, unfortunately, Andre Ponga got out before Peter Parr did. Peter played it um, perfectly. He said a whole lot of nothing, whilst Andre Ponga came out and said something that was just totally fantasy land and completely unbelievable. And to your point, Maggie, people go, mate, give me a break. Yeah. Whereas, whereas The Professional came out, he's seen that movie a thousand times, he knows how to deal with it. He didn't say a lot, but he at least addressed the issue for the press, which is but, what they want. But
4: what, what was the point of having the press conference? Yeah.
3: It, it's in the hands
4: of the integrity unit. I can't say anything. Well, that was the point. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly yeah, yeah. the point. But, but <laughs> what the NRO have done as well is I think they've tried to put the fear of God into them. So if... You know, and obviously, this is t- totally hypothetical. But if an illegal substance, i.e., cocaine, was used, it would have been out of their system by the time the testers actually got there on Tuesday. Um, there's been some talk about the NR want, wanting to do hair follicle testing, and the RLPA are just going over our dead body. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> you, you've come, you've named and shamed these guys because all of those. In-house drug tests are meant to be just that, in-house and confidential, so they are ropeable, But I think it was just a bit of a shot across the bow, like from the NRL, just to say, "Boys, yeah, no, I saw. Look
5: out! I saw a picture, a, a meme on the internet during the week saying the new hairstyle if NRL players are submitted." Uh, submitted to hair follicle testing and it's a
4: ball-shaped bald head. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have no players there's left. There's actually a, a, a case, I think it was in the AFL, where they wanted to do the hair follicle testing, but a particular had shaven down every single uh. part of their body and they couldn't, they couldn't get anything. <laughs> the old yeah. alopecia call, right?
3: Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Uh, look where that one came from. This is Crunch Time. We are at Combank Stadium today with the Eels. We'll take on the Bulldogs. You can join us anytime. 01 11 is the open line number or hit us up on text 0457 736 736. Uh, a good flu remedy? Boddington's Irish Moss. Uh, that rings a bell, but the Irish moss part I'm trying to sort of work out. Uh, a good flu remedy. Forget about COVID. We've gone through that. It's the flu that's smashing everyone up. And a shot of brandy always works, Matty. Yeah, that'll, that'll <laughs> fix me for this afternoon. And you can uh, find us at Twitter at 1170 sen After the break, we'll look back at Friday Night Footy. Yeah, welcome back. We are at Combank Stadium. Matt White, Adrian Presenko and James Magnuson. With us here as the lower grade match uh, comes to, well, it's still eight minutes to go and the Bulldogs... Lead the Eels 18 points to 12. A little bit of a bruhaha in the biff. middle of the, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of biff in the middle of the field. Looks as though there might be a little bit of bad weather around. As I was driving out to Combank today, it was beautiful and sunny, and then I got here and there's some pretty nasty clouds towards the south of us. Um, it'll be of course Eels and Bulldogs, and we've got a player down injured and a fair bit of concern in the middle of this ground at the moment. A Bulldogs player flat on his back. Uh, the Eels will take on the Sydney Roosters in the Telstra Women's Premiership as well, which will get underway in 30 minutes' time. So we'll keep you across that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the open line number. If you want to give us a buzz, we are here until 2. And then Mark Carroll and Sean Timmons will join me for our live call of this, uh, this afternoon's match. And 0457-736-736 is the text line. Afternoon, gents. This grand final venue thing, says this listener, is the biggest storm in a teacup in Rugby League <laughs> history. <clears throat> the GF should uh, always be in Sydney. It's always sold out, even with non-Sydney teams. Sydney and New South Wales are also the highest populated city-state and not everybody can afford to travel around the countryside. End of story. Play on, in capital letters. <laughs> well, it's not the end of the story, uh, unfortunately for you, our our fine listener there, because it's going to be sold to the highest bidder. of... Um, uh, yeah, Super Bowl style in coming years. And then another one from Bronco. Willie says, gee up, imagine a grand final at Canberra Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> he says, be terrible and I live here. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing is, Matty, we're going to be playing this game on an annual
4: basis now. This whole, where will it be? How much can we extract from the New South Wales government? Which supposed competing interests do we have? So... It's going to be a, a narrative that goes on for,
3: well, <clears throat> indefinitely. The Big G says, good afternoon, Crunches. Uh, Velandi's uh, idea is stupid. Has the potential to alienate fans. Play it in Brisbane once every three years, says the Big G. So do the rotation thing. I mean, is that going to get you to the highest bidder? No. I, I, I still I can't see why we couldn't go to Brisbane once every three or four years. Mm. Uh, Boddington's Irish Moss is a uh, cough syrup. When was the last time you had cough syrup? Yeah, a long time. Hey? I feel like they kind of busted the myth of cough
5: syrup and said that it doesn't really stop you coughing. I'm sure I saw that somewhere. Really? What, what yeah. about that
4: that um, Simpsons episode where he gets the cough syrup and he lights it up and turns it into a flaming mow? Remember that? <laughs> 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 I reckon that did cure whatever you had. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
3: let's talk about last night. The Storm, boy, didn't they hit the hammer uh, against the Broncos. 60 points to 12. Uh, Nick Meaney, um, putting the icing on the cake, and he's going to play finals footy for the first time in his career. Um, it's just incredible to see this kind of performance from the Melbourne Storm, and you know that they've got it in them, and they know when to turn it on. Is is that the takeaway that you get from this team? Yeah. Imagine being David Nofaluma. You oh. have never played
4: a finals yeah. game in your entire career, and you and you at a club that's had all sorts of drama, and you go to win, into this side that's professional. He slots onto the wing straight away seamlessly. And he looks like he's having an absolute yeah. ball. I mean, how are they going to get him back to look? <laughs> no way, Concord Oval? Like, do you reckon he he will be coming kicking and screaming? Because yeah. he looks like he's having a good time. And the Broncos, I reckon you can put a line through them. I, I know it's only one performance, but you know, two or three weeks out from a, a final series, like, they are done.
3: Yeah. So we're, we're not counting them in for the eight? or are you? I, saying I, they'll make the eight. Sorry, they'll make but the but eight. But they're but making they're up
4: the numbers. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. You agree,
3: Maggie? Yeah, I
5: agree. Still a successful season for the Broncos, though. But whatever happens from here, this season has been an overwhelming success for that club from where they've come from.
3: So they've got the Eels and the Dragons to finish off, and the Storm have the Roosters and the Eels. How cool is the finish? Is the run home? It's actually exciting that, um, you know, no
4: one comes from the bottom half of the eight, but for the first time in a long time, I reckon there's some genuine excitement that one of those teams can go a long way and potentially all the way and... I know South Sydney obviously lost, but I thought they put in a good performance against the Panthers, who were who were tremendous, and the Roosters are timing their run to perfection Ooh, again. Yeah. You know what? Like there's, you know, Parramatta c- could potentially do something. They obviously have to get over your boys, Maggie, today, but their best is good enough.
5: Yeah. Oh, their best is. Their worst is <laughs> some of the worst in the comp. <laughs> Absolutely, it's, they're the most confusing <laughs> but, team ever. <laughs> and but right up until you know the the time they either get knocked out of the comp or. Make the grand final. I'll keep, I'll keep them in uh, the conversation for premiership contenders because we've seen them do it. Yep, two, three, four times this year, knock over the top teams
4: and convincingly. Beaten, they've beaten Penrith twice. They've beaten the Storm. They've done it both home and away. Yeah. So they don't match up well against the Rabbitohs. Like that's the bogey team for them that they really don't want to run yeah, into. Yeah. Okay. What's the likelihood of that happening? It's a
3: possibility. Pretty, yeah. well, depending on how results fall, yeah, that, is, that could happen. Mm. Field goal here at Combank by the Bulldogs in the Knock on Effect Cup. So 19 points to 12. The Bulldogs lead the Eels with five and a half minutes. Remaining some more injuries, though, for the Melbourne Storm last night. Uh, Coates went off with concussion, Wishart, an ankle injury in the second half. But 60 points to 12. It was a stunning victory. Stunning, too, by the Cowboys over the Warriors. 48 points. To four, so we know the warriors are out of form, and the cowboys have been um, pumping, although they did hit that roadblock against the roosters. Um, cowboys favored to finish in second. Um, Jeremiah Nani was charged with a grade one dangerous contact and caught the early plea, so he's got an $1800 fine. The cowboys have the Rabbitos and the panthers. On the way into the finals, so their last match of the premiership season proper before we go into the finals will be against the Panthers. Are you looking at a some sort of grand final preview there, perhaps? I don't think so. I don't think the
5: Cowboys can do it this year. I think they're building nicely and they've had a very successful season, but I just they're missing something. And we saw it against the Roosters when when those really strong teams put it to the Cowboys. I think they're just one or two players short or maybe
4: a little bit of experience short of where, where they need to be to, to challenge. They've got a really good defensive side and that's what you need to, to go deep into a final series. And obviously they, they can score points as evidenced by the 48 they put yeah. on the Warriors. And they, they can also score really quickly. Remember that game against Manly about a month ago where they needed Ooh, yeah. to score three tries in about five minutes to, to pull it out of the fire. So they do have some strike. I, I wouldn't be discounting them. I, I think that they can go very deep into the final series.
3: Now, the Eels have just scored a try here in the knock-on effect cup, so it's gone to 19 points to 16, three and a half minutes to come. So a try to Sean Russell over in the western corner, which means the kick is coming from about five or six metres in from the western touchline. This would take it to 19-18 with three minutes to go, but it's not going to get there. So the score remains Bulldogs 19, Eels 16 in the knock-on Effect Cup here at Combank Stadium. Um, Bulldogs are third on the ladder, and the Eels are fifth. I think we already had a draw to this with this week. Yes, on Thursday night it was twenty-four all between the Panthers and the Rabbitohs. So, can I ask a question? A rare what does
5: the knock-on effect mean?
3: Uh, the knock-on effect. What is the knock-on
5: I think effect? It's, so, so it's, a, it's a sponsorship. Uh, yeah, it talks about you know, safe oh, okay. driving,
4: like, you yep. know, not speeding, and not drinking and driving. Uh, boring sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Important <laughs> message, uh, <laughs> <James>. <laughs> Sorry. Can't we call it the VB Cup? or I don't know. Something so, re- really like, well, like that... your message, but boring sponsor. Can
3: you well, well, the the VB
4: Cup would probably be the antithesis of the of message knock on going to.
3: Uh, <laughs> are you with yeah. me? Yeah. A little bit of education might be needed in terms of the sponsorship play out there. end
4: does not endorse the comments of James <laughs> <the Mr>. Holmes, <laughs> and
3: Michelle <laughs> or some of the thought, thought processes on. 1300 01 1170 is our number if you'd like to join us. I can't believe he just said it. 0457 736 is the text line. This is crunch time here at Combat Stadium. We're back after this. It's thanks to Isusu. The D Max is born to toe. It's a horrible
1: pass. Oh! It's done! Deja vu for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Stephen Crichton has picked up an intercept. He runs 60 metres to the try line and he gets the first try of the night. The Panthers are leading. It's 4-0 over the Rabbitohs. They'll come down a short side. Walker, Walker out the back. Lovely work. Who else? Alex Johnson gets the first for the Rabbitohs. They bounce back straight away. He's had line break after line break down the left hand side. Now he converts it into points. May not be slow scoring for very long. Dylan Edwards slices through dummy on the outside, dummy on the inside, and he comes in and puts it down one-handed. They missed him last week. He's important this week. And the score line, the Panthers now push out 10-4. Latrell, he dummies lost. Oh, They've got to go! Cody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, the crowd goes oh, up as score. Oh, oh, oh. Katie Walker had Joy Arrow, unmarked outside. He the ball cody we said pass the ball he didn't he threw the dummy and he's under the black tie gets up and plays it now they come left hand side O'Sullivan wants the runner oh he hit corus out here we here go. go here he goes latrell he's full of running needs more pace oh. he's dropped it again jackson polo has dropped two in two minutes last tackle corus out kick ball free dived on lean who got the four Almost under the black dot as well. They celebrate the Panthers. I think they're right. Plays it now to Walker at dummy half. He throws long to Murray and Murray flicks it out the back now to Ilias. Ilias wants Kalama Oh, that is poetic. Campbell Brown gets across. It's a silky pass. It comes from you know who, Latrell Mitchell with the try assist. Long ball to Murray went out the back wall. Ilias had to go back. Quick hands. Guess who's going for it? Has he put it down? AJ! Oh, yes he has. Did he put it down? Of course he did. Corusel, out of dummy half. Martin spinning, scored. Well, he got the trick play in the second half. He missed the try in the first half, but when it really counted, when they really needed it, Liam Martin, the Tamora Dragon, hit the ball hard.
3: 26 points to 22, so the SEN call there from Thursday night of the Panthers v Rabidos at Accor Stadium. So the Penrith Panthers win that by four points. Uh, this is Crunch Time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to toe. We are here at Combank Stadium. Matt White, James Magnuson and Adrian Prushenko with you for... This one this afternoon on crunch time. You can be part of it any anytime. three six. Seven three six While I was sneezing on people on planes, that uh, game was uh, getting into full swing. So I kind of missed it. So give me the snapshot. Was it was it what everyone was saying? Like one of yeah. the best games of the season. It Was a
4: terrific game of football and just goes to the depth of the Penrith Panthers. I mean, we're three weeks out from the from the uh, semi final starting. They've already claimed the minor premiership and they've done it the last few weeks without Cleary, Lulwai, James Fisher-Harris. Scott Sorensen wasn't there on uh, uh, for that one as well. So, um, yeah, um, unbelievable effort and like they will present the JJ Gilton and Shield yeah. to, to the Panthers in front of their home crowds uh, on Friday against the Warriors and um, speaking of Panthers players not being there, Ivan Cleary's now got the um, opportunity to rest some players in the lead-up to the finals if he so chooses. So, Wonderful position for them, and what a title defence it has been up to this point. What's the prize money these days for the minor premiership? Hundred thousand. So it used to be two hundred. It got halved um, in the COVID period, but it's not really a, a big financial acknowledgement, is it, for mm-hmm. you know what, what what you've done? Well, all If they're year.
5: getting eight million for the grand final, I reckon you should be getting at least a million bucks for winning the for the minor premiership. Yeah, in a game that generates as much money as as rugby league does. A hundred thousand dollars is embarrassing.
4: Well, it used to be four hundred for the the Premiership proper, and then they halved that as well during COVID. So it's not that's a massive consideration. Yeah, two hundred k to win for, the call. for the whole thing. <laughs> so there was there was actually a talk they'd have at the CEOs meetings. They used to say, "Listen, are you guys happy with this, or do you want it to? You know, how, how do you want to do it?" And they said, "No, leave it as it is," because they were worried that basically it takes some money out of their pockets like the the uh, 15 teams who lose yeah. will end up being out of pocket so they all said no keep it as it is rather than increase it and take away our club funding yeah. it's not much is it it's not much it's I mean, not you win much. the minor premiership and the and the premiership proper you got 300 grand yeah good luck yeah <laughs> for, and and we don't in our game too i mean it's not like the premier league obviously but there's not a lot of acknowledgement for you know it's None. over the course of what 25 26 weeks to be the best team in the most Physically demanding sport in the world to come out on top, it's it should it should be a bigger deal than it is.
5: So if you win the EPL, you win fifty four point four million dollars, <laughs> yeah, AUD yeah. or forty four million pound, yeah,
3: um, versus a couple of hundred grand, two hundred yeah. grand, yep, yeah. which you put in a pot and say we'll put that aside for Mad Monday fines.
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I I think one year they said uh, was it the roosters paid for all their players to go to Vegas?
4: Yes. That's more than two hundred so, so, grand. So, so they they dressed it up as a study trip, and oh. you know, a chance to learn oh, and all yeah. that. And it wasn't it wasn't on the cap either. It's one yeah. of the greatest rewards of all Damn time. Damn we
5: never did any study at Swimming Australia. <laughs> That's a reward. <rot. laughs>
4: I'll be doing some study in Vegas later. Uh, in the year, so. uh,
3: Bronco Willie, I didn't get to your text uh, about your tip for the next at Randwick, which had just gone, which was Booba number two. And thankfully, I didn't get to it for our listeners because it's finished out of the place, out of the placings there, so Scorchland has taken that one out. Uh, Rooster Mars says uh, race 6, number 13. Right now, let's take a look at this Maggie, race 6, mm. number 13 today is Yee Yee or Yai, Yai haven't heard of that one, but it is a Chris Waller runner, $8 at the moment going into that, so that's The good horses are
5: just starting to yep. trickle back in um, leading into spring carnival um,
3: but still hard to get a bit of value at the moment to be honest in the horses. It certainly is. So let's take a look at the run home then for the teams that played on Thursday night. So the Panthers have the Warriors and Cowboys, and Souths have the Cowboys and then the Roosters. So aside from that last game for the Panthers, which we've already touched on with the Cowboys, could be some sort of grand final preview. It's, it's pretty cruise smoothing. Uh, cruise. <laughs> cruise. <laughs> Smooth. Smooth sailing. Cruising. Cruising. You've, yeah. had, you've had one of those remedies with alcohol
4: in it. Oh, I wish I did, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, I might need one in. a little bit later on. Flaming Mo. Yeah, so, so it's pretty
3: easy run in, as you can say, and Ivan Cleary now can sit back and go, well, let's just um, assess the situation. But the Bunnies have the Cowboys and the Roosters, and that's going to test them the whole way. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. And, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a hard run and be, be battle-hardened leading into the finals. And, you know, obviously it, it's a blow not being able to beat Panthers with without some of their key players, but I, I thought that Rabideau showed us enough... To suggest that they can do something in September.
5: Yeah, we spoke about Jackson Paulo. I thought also Isaiah Tass struggled a little bit at times defensively. Do they have? Is there, are they missing someone through injury in those outside backs, or is is that it now? That wasn't their starting wing centre pairing, was it? No. Paulo and Tass. Tass came in sort of yep. mid to he's, end he's of the been season. In,
4: he's been in and out. Yeah. Yeah. I but keep thinking, is there someone missing from that lineup that I'm forgetting? Braden but Burns has played a, a couple of games. Um, is it the Dogs? Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's who am I thinking, thinking of? I'm um...
5: sorry. I'm not sure. But I was just watching it the other night, and I was like, hmm, they're a, they're a player or two short here. I think they really missed Tom Burgess uh, when they were yeah. getting pinned down in their own end at times. I thought they were missing a big middle forward. And I also think Jairo is a middle forward. I don't think he's a back rower. Um, I saw Latrell Mitchell blow up at him at one point when they tried to go through a backline movement and Jai Arrow got stuck out on that edge. Yep. Um, But yeah, they're they're very close to us, but just, I don't know, they're
3: missing just one or two players, I reckon. Uh, On the text, uh, another one from our man Rooster Muzz. After last night, Missile, if your mob beat the Eels and my mob beat the Tigers by 10+, plus, both scenarios are a huge chance, then my mob... We'll slot nicely into fifth spot go you good things yeah thank you rooster
5: mars it's not often we get support from roosters fans
3: but um <laughs> imagine that that's
5: a huge result for the roosters if they could finish in fifth huge result considering a lot of people were starting to write them off from even playing in the finals uh i know we say they time their own perfectly the roosters but that got even a little bit tight for their liking um but they've Found form at the right time of the year, and Matt Lodge
4: injected into that four-pack at this time of year. Wow, that's been a huge impact. It's 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 huge. It's, it's like um, when Payne Haas was injected into the the Panthers pack last year, wasn't it? Well, Payne oh, Sorry, yeah. Payne I beg your pardon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, similar yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's just just to have that boost waiting <laughs> in yep. the year, come August. Yeah, huge.
3: We are counting down to the start of the Telstra Women's Premiership right here at Combank Stadium. So it's the Eels versus the Roosters. We'll keep you across the score there. And then, of course, later on this afternoon, the Eels have the Cowboys in the NRL round 23, where Mark Carroll and Sean Timmins will join me for the call right here on the SEN network. But this is crunch time, 0457 736 736 is our text line. Or you can give us a buzz today, 1300 01 Coming to you live from Combank Stadium this afternoon, just minutes away from kick-off in the Telstra Women's Premiership, so the NRLW between the Parramatta Eels and the grand final-winning Sydney Roosters. So we'll keep you across that one. Matt White here with Adrian Prusenko and James the Missile Magnuson, and we're joined by Simon Orchard from Greyhounds, New South Wales. Thedogs.com.au is the home of Greyhound Racing. G'day, Simon. G'day, fellas. How are you today? Yeah, we're all good here. Well, Adrian's just brought in some nice uh, meat pies and sausage rolls, and, gee, they go really well with strepsels.
5: <laughs> just quietly, Simon was yes. on fire last weekend. <clears throat> he I was. I followed his tips. They came off. Plus, he got one from Barrier 6. Oh, that's right. I actually saw that,
3: Simon. So we were talking about Barrier 6, wow. and you guys were going to go against it. because I was, I was
5: against it. And yep. I
3: said, well, it's got to happen soon. Yep. But what? You got on it.
5: No, 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 I didn't get on that one. But the other ones he gave us, the favourites, all got up. And I had them in a multi as well. So no
2: pressure today, mate.
3: No pressure at all.
2: Well done, Missile. Yeah, I think it was 68 starts, boys, between box six winners. And there we go. Lo and behold, first race at Winnie Park, it was about a 20 to 1 pop as well. So, Maddie, you should have followed oh, your gut, mate, because no. you would have had a lot of cash in your
3: pocket. I kind of just went against Missile just for the sake of doing it, really. Um, what, what's going on? I'll be doing that today on a footy. Uh, <laughs> so. What's going on today? So, we've got Richmond holding the national straight track final.
2: Yeah, it's, all, it's just been running one boys, uh, and it was ah. a boil-over. Extra Specialism paid 30 bucks. So there's this oh. awesome Mr. America almost... Yeah, I know. It's, it's gone missing as well. We didn't wow. tip it. The favourite came last. Uh, the second favourite, Mr. America, who's just been unbeatable over these sprint trips. And this is a straight track, boys. So we should say you've got a round track, which a lot of ray Rayhan racing is done on, and then you've got straight tracks as well. So this is just dead yeah. the straight. It'd suit you, Missile. No turn. Um, yeah Today it was 324 metres. So uh, nice. it seems it is shorter in a meterage, but it's a harder run going up the straight than it is with the turns, um, if that makes sense. So basically, yeah, Ruff got up, paid 31 bucks. An extra specialism will represent New South Wales at the Nationals next weekend. Uh, so there's the round track Nationals at Winky Park, and then there's yep. the straight track championships at So it's a big week. We've got a cruise going up through Darling Harbour. We've got um, a big our industry meeting where everyone's going to get together and talk about Greyhound racing around the country, um, leading into the Nationals next Saturday night at Wensky Park and Richmond. So it's going to be a bumper week for Greyhound racing. Cannot wait to get involved in some of those events.
3: Yeah, massive. Uh, million Dollar Chase, where are we at with that? Yeah, look, Million Dollar
2: Chase just continues to roll on. Boys, we've had probably six or
3: seven uh, regional finals so
2: far, so that means there's about 20-odd dogs have qualified for the semis, which will take place on the 6th of September. And we're just seeing some wonderful stories. Yeah, we're getting some winners who um, everyone tipped and everyone thought would win, but we're also getting the battler out of the backyard who's got two dogs or one dog. We've had a couple of those guys sort of get through. Harry Barkas from Abermain is a guy that won a lot of big races many years ago, boys, but he hasn't had a good dog in a while and he's found one. So he's through to the semi-finals. and we've had some of our best greyhounds qualify, which is what we want to see as well, as well as, some of the Victorians have come up into our state and won some of our races, the buggers, and they'll be representing
3: <laughs> Victoria on the stage in the million dollar chase as well. So it's all happening, okay. okay, mate. Finish us off with a tip for Wenty Park tonight. Yeah, we've got two boys race
2: four, number five, midnight return. It's about two dollars, two dollars ten. Look, the only queer we've got box five can get squeezed out of there a bit, um, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of speed to her outside, so she should be able to get to the first bend on skate and away she goes. So race four, number five, midnight return at about 2 bucks, And then race eight, number six, Simply Limelight. I watching those nationals earlier. Simply Limelight is representing New South Wales in the Round Track Nationals. This dog is an absolute star, and you're getting $4. I don't remember the last time I saw $4. Ooh, that's cheesy. Box six. That's the only query. We know yeah. how box six has been a bit of an enigma for us. So, yeah, race eight, number six, Simply Limelight. Hopefully you can get... Four dollars later on tonight, um, and Gamble responsibly, as always.
3: Well, I think that I think it's starting to plunge because uh, missiles on his phone, <laughs> <A moment>. as <laughs> seriously as we should. quickly, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate, good on you, Simon. Thank you. We'll follow it all the dogs.com.au, the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. Back after this with more of Crunch Time. Coming to you live from Combank Stadium in Western Sydney this afternoon, where round one of the NRLW Premiership has just kicked off between the Eels and the Roosters. So they're out there at the moment. No score and seven and a half minutes gone in this one. We'll keep you updated on that. And, of course, the seventh-place Eels in the NRL Premiership take on the 12th-place Bulldogs today. Wherever you're listening to us across the SEN network, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN Q693 in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Thank you for your company this afternoon. A few little clouds around today, but I think it's going to be okay now. So it was a little bit grey about an hour or so ago, but it's certainly starting to lift. Alongside me, Adrian Presenko from the Sydney Morning Herald and James the Missile Magnuson. So I've got a diehard Parramatta supporter and a scarf-wearing Bulldogs supporter alongside me in the commentary box here. When you think of the eels and Bulldogs, obviously season gone for the doggies, but so much on the line for the eels, you, you go straight away to history, don't you? And, and the history takes you straight They've and got deep lot. into the 80s in particular. So yep. have you got a, a fond memory, Adrian, of, of your eels against the dogs gone by?
4: Yes, I've got several and I'm a bit older than Maggie so I I can remember the glory days of the 80s, Mm. um, 1986 Grand Final, I was celebrating my 10th birthday around that time and I thought the good times had never end. It was it was actually a bit of a it's well, how a, wrong you were. I was, I was wrong by about they, six. They ended at full time. <laughs> <laughs> so as a game, it was a bit of a bludger, really, wasn't it? Like it was four 2 it was two con- uh, conversion, uh, two penalty goals to to one. Um, but what a what a memory! Like Ray Price, um, the Crow also yeah. um, being chaired off for the last time and. I just didn't realise I'd have to wait so long <laughs> for success. And probably the closest we came after that was in 2009 on the back of Jared Hayne. And there was that famous preliminary final against the Bulldogs. There were 75,000 people at what was then known as Stadium Australia. Um, unbelievable game of football, 22 to 12. Probably the, the most electric atmosphere that I can remember being to for uh, a non-grand final it was... Um, great game. Um, Hopefully we see something resembling this in the years to come because when both of those teams are going well, Mm. Rugby League is in a very good spot. It's extraordinary
3: when you go through the 1980s. So the Bulldogs win it in 1980. Then the Eels win it in 81, 82 and 83. The Bulldogs in 84 and 85. The Eels in 86. Then Manly in 87 broke the chain. And then the Bulldogs win it again in 88. So that's eight premierships out of the 10 in the 80s went to either Parramatta or Canterbury-Bankstown at the time, and they were the entertainers, your mob. I remember that era, and I'm going to confess something here. Throughout the middle of the 80s, as a died in the wool Manly fan, I did shift my attention towards the Bulldogs and Ooh, gave yeah. them a little bit of loving throughout about, <laughs> Probably throughout about 1984, I reckon it might have been. So <clears throat> there was a time there when I did drift towards the Bulldogs as my favourite team in the Premiership, and Adrian, you'd like this, my mum was from out here in Parramatta. So she was yes. a mad Parramatta fan wow. as well. So we had it all going on in the in the White household throughout the 80s. And Riffy. it was good that Manly got one in there in 87 <laughs> along the way. So Missile, your memories as a Bulldogs fan?
5: Yeah, I'll give you two. Uh, the first one is one of my earliest memories of rugby league, really. And that was the 98 preliminary final uh, against Parramatta oh. where the, the Bulldogs are down. It looks like the season's over. Uh, they mount a huge comeback. Daryl Halligan kicks one from the sideline, um, and then Craig Polamiana um, pots a, a, a field goal. The the other the other one this is a little bit left of field. This is a this is one for the the real footy fans out there. See if they remember this one. So there's a game uh, must have been about I'm going to say 2011, 2012 ish. Uh, Jared Hain headbutts Corey Payne. And then Corey Payne reacts with a flurry of punches. Um, And it it, it kind of reignited for a couple of years there that Parramatta-Bulldogs rivalry again. There was a few really fiery games. Um, Innocent Hindmarsh punching Yeah, yep, yep. And I remember Fui Fui, Moimoy and Ben Hennett absolutely going at each other a couple of times there. So it it had a little bit of a renaissance. Um, I think, unfortunately, for the game as a whole, the the Bulldogs, uh, Eels rivalry has died off a bit in probably the past four or five years as as the Bulldogs' form has, has languished. But uh, like Adrian said, when these two clubs are going well, it, it's it's an ornament for the game of rugby league. And I think, and it's I'd be a little bit biased, but I think it is the biggest rivalry in the NRL when you look at the size of the two supporter bases. Uh, in terms of history, of course, Roosters and Souths. But when you go mm. pure supporter base and proximity to each other, I think... The Eels and the Bulldogs is the biggest rivalry.
3: Well, Parramatta and Canterbury have played 151 times over the course of all of those years, and the Eels have won 68 of those, and obviously Canterbury won um, 10 more, 78. So five draws along the way, but so many memories in particular throughout the 1980s. The classic uh, clash of the Bulldogs and the Eels.
6: Passed by Price, passed by Taylor, passed by Sterling, given to Kenny, Kenny Dummies inside, and great hits for the corner, they won't stop the big man, oh yes they have,
1: he's taken the corner post. Well they certainly didn't stop him, but the corner post did. Dunks from dummy half has scored Canterbury's third try. Magnet will score,
6: Magnet has gone from dummy half easily
1: to score. Jim Dimmick, away for Bell. Hill, back inside for Dimmick, Dimmick's over the halfway, gets it to Roeran, Roeran's on his way, they won't catch him, Roeran, fastest man in the game. Parramatta by six points, Glenn Hughes, long ball for Silva, then Talao, Talao in the corner, Canterbury are in again, Parramatta are walking. A meter from the line, there's the siren, Parramatta!
4: The final. Oh, <laughs> good times! <It's> <laughs> hey? It seems so long ago. And I was just thinking, then probably it was at the height of the the tension between the clubs when Parramatta stole Jim Dimmick, Jared McCracken, Dean Pay, and Jason Smith. Like that was a mm. you know a pretty pretty uh, exciting time for the game. And, and like it was, there was a bit of vitriol then. Um, and the issue is, like Parramatta and Canterbury have both had their moments over the last two decades, but they've really been up near the top of the ladder at the same time. Yeah, they haven't. And I think it's actually, as a Parramatta fan, I want to see Canterbury do well under Cameron Seraldo and Gus Gould rebuild the joint so that we can actually hate you guys properly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, We've we've felt sorry for you for the last four or five years. Like, it's actually, let's let's bring the hate back. I remember
5: a few games, again, it must have been when I first moved down to Sydney around 2010, 11-ish, and going out to ANZ and having fifty thousand for a normal normal round match forty fifty thousand flares going off all the all the bruhaha that would go on in the crowd as well but um it was it was a huge scene out there at, at, at ANZ stadium and I haven't seen it since
4: I remember the the narrative I remember writing about the, the preview to some of those games. And, and it'd be one of the domestic home grounds. And sometimes there was talk about, let's shift this game from Paris Stadium to, to ANZ so that we can get another 20,000 in because there was so much demand for tickets at the time.
3: Yeah, uh, First try of the NRLW season, which is underway in front of us here at Combank Stadium, goes to the Roosters. Jamie Frassard has scored in the northwestern corner. So a, a crafty try off the back of some pretty solid attack from the Roosters and they lead four points to nil. So the kick by Zahara Zamara from the sideline missed. So 15 minutes gone in the first half here between the Eels and the Roosters and the defending premiers, the Roosters currently lead it four points to nil. So there's some of the great memories. What about your first memory? as a Bulldogs slash Parramatta supporter. Do you have those initial memories where perhaps you bumped into a player or came out to the ground and, and watched and saw something that, that's that first memory of being a supporter of your club?
5: My first one was uh, Dad brought me down to Sydney for uh, my birthday one year and he just drove me out to see Belmore Oval, just to, to see the car park and, and the Oval generally. And we bumped into the CEO of the Bulldogs in the car park at the time, Bob, I can't... Hagen? Bob Hagen? Hagen. Yeah, Bob Hagen. We bump into Bob Hagen in the car park. And uh, Dad says, oh, we're down from Port Macquarie. And he says, come in and see training and meet the players. And they take us in and we meet Steve Price, Hazemel Masri, Rod Silva, Jason Hetherington, uh, Terry Lamb. Got photos with all of them. Um... And that was sort of what really, I think, cemented me as a lifelong Bulldogs fan.
4: My initial interaction was – like at, at school, I used to like you know, writing and, and doing stuff. And I actually wrote a poem about the Eels. And my oh, neighbour wow. <laughs> saw it and said, this is really good. I'm going to send it to Dennis Fitzgerald at the Leagues Club. And he actually replied and he, and he no. sent me back – a signed poster of the entire team. Oh, of cool. I, I thought you were
3: going to say the emperor. <laughs> I'm
4: sure the emperor would have, would have done that as well. Do you have
5: a copy of the poem still? No, I oh, haven't. Damn. But,
4: but it, it got published in the school newsletter, yeah, and yeah. It, it was one of my mates did a uh, a picture of Ray Price next to it. So I was, great. That's it was, pretty it was cool. the first time I was I was a published author. I was very excited.
3: <laughs> it is eight nil now. The Roosters have gone in again through their Kelly is uh, their captain Isabel Kelly over in the corner. So. Zahara Tamara with a kick to come from exactly the same spot as she missed the first one. This is going to swing away to the left as well. So the Sydney Roosters eight lead the Parramatta Eels nil in the first half here of NRLW. 23 minutes still to go in the first half. So the skipper for the Roosters goes over and it's two tries to nil. Some great memories that we're reliving from Bulldogs v Eels over the years as they get set to face off. Later on this afternoon, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the number. If you'd like to join us on the text, or you can give us a call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh, the reptile says, "G'day shaggers, how do, how good does the Adam Reynolds d- deal look now?" South Sydney premiers, <laughs> he says, twenty twenty two. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's our great, that's isn't rough, it?
5: That's yeah. rough. Yeah. South could have done with Reynolds the other night, just quietly. I reckon um, it's. In the long run, it may end up being beneficial for both clubs, to be honest, because South will probably have money now to keep Walker, Luttrell, and hopefully for them, Damian Cook, and the Broncos got exactly what they needed. So it may work out best for both parties.
4: We we won't know whether that Adam Reynolds deal is a good one for Brisbane until the end of that contract. Mm. It's all good. And and look, he's been terrific for them, but let's see how he goes in years three and four.
3: Is that a four-year deal? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yep. Yeah. But, so where are they now on the ladder after the other night? Let's take a look. So the Broncos are in seventh at the moment. You, you're saying, Adrian, we can put a line through them. They'll stay, obviously. They'll be yep, there they'll, in the they'll finals. Be in, they'll be in the finals, yep.
4: but but they can't They can't win it. They can't go deep after what we saw mm. uh, last night.
5: I'm just getting
3: intel here. I'm being told that today's game is a sellout. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And That's great. I mean, we're already starting to get a crowd here. For the NRL Women's game, which is awesome, but I'm not surprised at all that that's going to be a sellout.
4: If if most of the ticketed members turn up, there's actually not that many to sell. Well, oh really? Paramount have actually got a, a you know a lot of pro- it's almost the top now in terms of how many uh, members they've got.
5: Do Bulldogs members get seats at this game as well? Because we use this stadium. No. 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 Just when we play home games here. No. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if the Bulldogs played more home games here rather than at uh, ANZ. I like this
4: stadium. What I'm going to be interested in is how many Roosters fans are going to be turning up at Allianz after the initial novelty wears off. Uh, 15. (laughs) Well, that that wouldn't be a bad result. Last last weekend
5: when you you had the, the spicy flu, uh, we went to the SCG to the Roosters and Cowboys game, and I was having trouble getting a park when I got there. I thought, fire out. The Roosters fans have turned out today. <laughs> turned out they had a marquee set up giving out the city-to-surf passes, and it was all, <laughs>
3: all city-to-surf runners. So there was no Roosters support. Because I did exactly the same thing. I thought, where on earth did all these people come from? I'm going to be lost here. And, and then I saw people with their bibs, and I went... Since when did the city to surf finish at the Hordon Pavilion? <laughs> like, what on earth is going on? I, I backed it up, Maggie, and went out on the Sunday and watched the Collingwood um, Sydney Swans game, and it was oh, how a- was that? Awesome, yeah, absolutely awesome. It was a biggest sellout. crowd in twenty five years or something. I
5: think I read. Yeah,
3: it was a bit. It was a sellout. It was just a great atmosphere. The whole thing. We went across to a pub over in Paddington, had a Sunday oh, that's roast. The best. Oh, yeah, we that's did the whole. Day, who did the whole thing, jumped on the fast ferry, did that. Now, the Roosters have gone in again. Isabel Kelly has now scored on the other side of the field, on their right edge, so the eastern side. They lead 12 points to nil over the Eels. So, kick to come again for Tamara, who is 0-2. So, she's had two from the left uh, edge, from the western touchline, and now she's on the eastern side of Combank Stadium, 10 metres in and 20 metres out. So, we'll see what happens with this kick. So, 20 minutes to go. 12 nil could become... 14-0 as the Eels gather in their own in goal and try and assess the situation. The Roosters are defending the southern try line. They now pan out and get ready for the reset. Okay, here comes the kick. And this time, Zahara Tamara is taking a long time. Three steps back, in she goes. It's a low burner and it's missed again across the face of the goalpost. So the score remains 12-0 in favour of the Roosters over the Eels just on the Adam Reynolds Situation. So, if you're saying that they're done and dusted for the finals, and you, you never know what's going to happen in the finals, the fact that they're in the finals this season has surely got to say that that deal has worked. They finished 14th, didn't they, last year? Or down the bottom there? And they're now that, uh, it's been a, it's been a very big turnaround. It's,
4: they've recruited Weller himself, yeah. Kurt Capewell. Um, I think Ezra Mam's going to be a star oh, of the future yeah. as well. Like, and how many players have they got that <laughs> want to play fullback next year? They've got so many outside backs that. Some who have been promised like Herbie Farnworth that they'll get to train, um, you know, in the number one spot. So, um, look, it, it's Ke- Kevy Waters. I actually was really surprised that they extended him by an additional year before this before a ball had even been kicked. But unlike the Grif- uh, the, the Griffin situation, it's it's probably been a, a prudent one.
3: Yeah, yeah, they did end up what was it, 14th after uh, the 25 rounds last year. All right, so plenty of stuff still underway in front of us here. Plenty of action in terms of the NRLW. We'll keep you across that, but the Roosters 12 lead the Eels nil. The Parramatta uh, NRL's team in seventh position at the moment to take on the 12th place Bulldogs a little bit later on this afternoon. And Mark Carroll and Sean Timmons will join me for that one, but still plenty of time for your calls as well here on Crunch Time at Combank Stadium. Yeah, welcome back to Combank Stadium. 15 minutes to go in the first half of NRLW. While we're in the break, the Eels went over through Selly so it's now 12 points to four in favour of the Roosters. Here's the kick for the conversion, and it is successful. So the Eels bring it back, 12 points to six, uh, three tries for the Roosters, two to Isabel Kelly and one to Jamie Frissard to get things going. But no conversions there, but that's... An important one for Parramatta with 14 minutes and 50 seconds to go. 12 points to six. We'll keep you updated as that moves on. Let's go to the open line. Mick from Wollongong's giving us a buzz here at Crunch Time. G'day, Mick.
6: Uh, It's Mark. Mark, Mick. it's Mark. G'day, Mark.
3: I I got my vowels wrong. (laughs) How are you, mate? It's
6: it's all good, Matt. Uh, Firstly, uh, you do a great job, mate. I've watched you for a long time from sports tonight. And... um, you, you do a great job on that program. and uh,
3: Thank you, mate.
6: And Jimmy, and, and Jimmy's just a footy head like me, which is great to see. I can't swim like him, but we've got one thing in common. <laughs> we like to be.
3: Although these and, days you might Adrian, give him a shake. <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh, no, 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 no. I'm a thinker, not a swimmer. And, uh, Adrian, <laughs> I've got really, plenty of his stuff, and he does a great job. A couple of questions. Firstly, I was surprised, Adrian, you know more about this, is that the Trent Barrett decision, he, he lives in my area in the Illawarra, very close to yep. me. And he preferred to
4: travel to Parramatta every day instead of coming to Wollongong. I found that a weird one. It's um, not a great um, vote of confidence in the Dragons, is it? Um, As you said, especially given that it's in his backyard and he's got to make the trek up the the highway. But I don't know, I guess it's an exciting time. Um, If you're him and you're thinking, well, you know, I I can get to work with Mitch Moses and, and Dylan Brown and see if I can get them to the next level. And he hasn't had... A lot of joy, obviously, at first grade level, either with Manly or with the Bulldogs. But people who, who um, you know, you talk to at, at Penrith and, and even some of the senior players at Manly say that, you know, he was very well liked and respected and he's got some good ideas on the game. So it's good that he's not lost to, to um, coaching altogether. But it, it would appear that, you know, as a head coach in the NRL, um, that'll be it for him.
5: I was kind of thinking, was he taking that job at Parramatta with the view that a head coaching position may come up over the next Ooh. couple of years.
3: I, I lean towards Adrian's way of thinking. Yeah, I, okay, I think he's I done. think he's, he's now realized that that's the way it's going to be. And, that, and that's probably the best way. Well, he's clearly a weapon of be, an assistant coach. 100%. Yeah. yeah. The Dragons
5: could have really used him. I was shocked that he didn't go to the Dragons.
4: Well, well until recently, Parramatta had Andrew Johns on their coaching staff to mentor the the halves, the, the, the current ones and the upcoming ones. And, um, I've got a few other guys that have come in, like Mick Ennis has been doing some work. Paul McGregor has uh, been in there as well. Dave Kidwell has left um, their coaching staff to do some stuff with rugby. So there's a bit of a change there in their brains trust and uh, it's a good
3: opportunity for both parties. Trent Barrett starts straight away?
4: Uh, he'll start next year. Yeah. Uh, next year.
3: Uh, what else did you want to touch on, Mark? Uh, I just want to give up. This is this is weird
4: in the game, rugby league, but I actually
6: want to rap someone. We normally just say negative. Oh, but for, for, this for, is unprecedented. For my, t- yeah, for my team, the Dragons, if I had to say their top three players this year so far, I'd go Ben Hunt, obviously. Mm. Um, I think Moses Zouli has been very, very... Actually, I think the players that we bought, that ain't journeymen, have been good for us. Suli, um, Suwa, these types, they've been good for us. I think that's the journeymen that have really, you know, they just really haven't proven that well. And I think the third bloke, who... I like him because he doesn't look like an Adonis, but he has a crack all the time, and that's Blake Laurie. I reckon he's been outstanding this (laughs) year.
5: Yeah, he has been. What, What did you think, Mark, about the fact that St George had the most players in that NRL rich list when it got released?
6: Well, I must say, Jimmy, and you're probably the same at the Bulldogs, Zach Lomax has got a lot of potential, but my teenage girls will say this, Dad, you swear too much at Zach Lomax every game. <laughs> <laughs> every team's got one of those guys, yes, hasn't it? Yes, they do, they uh, do. He, uh, well, I, I, honestly, I, I don't want to go too deep on it, but I'm not a fan of the Jack Just, I'm not going to go there. He, he work out my reasons. I'm just not a fan of it. Um, and even from a playing point of view, he's way overpaid. Way overpaid. He's probably $200, $250,000 overpaid for what he puts out. Um Well, Max, I can see why they clashed the cash for him, but surely, Adrian, we're not playing all that $900 for Moses M by we? How does that work? We're only playing $200.
4: I I think that he's he's, he's had his wage subsidised by, I think, two clubs at at various times. So I don't think anyone's had to pay full freight uh, for him. It's interesting with Anthony Griffin... I see what he's trying to do in that he's got some really good young talent at his disposal and he wants to put some experienced heads around them. But I think he's gone too far um, in terms of the old grizzled heads. And I don't think we've seen enough of guys like um, Terrell Sloan, Jaden Sullivan. Uh, I know Junior ramon has been playing some some first grade. But I just don't think he's got the balance right with the, 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 the Twins as well um, in, in terms of how how that should be composed, that side of his.
3: Good on you, Mark. Appreciate your call. one three hundred o one eleven seventy. one 1170 It's all locked up here. Uh, whilst we were talking, Sim Taufer went over just beside the post for the Parramatta Eels, and their 5-8th, Brooke Morgan Walker, has added the extra two. So the Roosters 12 and the Eels 12 with 10 minutes left to go in the first half of NRLW. So they've clawed their way back the home side with two solid tries within the space of four minutes. So two it's two tries to three at the moment. The Roosters crossing three times, but no conversions. But it's 12 all, Parramatta and the Roosters NRLW. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy one 1170 is the open line number. If you'd like to give us a call like Mark did there, um, good conversation as well. Look, uh, Adrian, your story this morning on Luke Thompson is a fascinating one, and we'll see him in action today. He's um, been put up to the bench in jumper number 22. Hasn't played since round 12, And did a mercy dash back home. It's quite an emotional yarn too when you go through it in the Sydney Morning Herald today.
4: Yeah, I had a a good chat to him um, during the week. Uh, It's been been a really tough time. So he suffered a concussion against the Dragons in round 12. Hasn't played since. And just talking to him about what he went through, he was basically living in a darkened room for a period of time. He said um, the following week after he got it, he wanted to go watch his team and support them play against Penrith. And the combination of the crowd noise and the lights and all the strobing and everything at the game, he just said, I I, I couldn't do it, my, my head was banging. Um, and it's only recently that he's come good and while he's been trying to deal with that, he's also had a, a very sensitive issue at home. His mum, Julie... Um, in the UK has been in a in a bad way um, and she was reticent to get the, the help that she needed mm. and he actually went over there and after spending three days with her convinced her to go to hospital. Um, she was suffering liver failure and other associated issues um, and he said that in, in doing so I probably saved a life mm. um, and, and he can't thank Canterbury enough for helping him through what's been this, this very difficult time and there, there was some... Uh, suggestions that he wasn't going to come back or that he'd had offers from other clubs. And he said, that's not the case. And he's only, he's only made 31 appearances for the, the Bulldogs. Um, and we haven't seen the best of him. And as he said, there's been an issue just about every second week for him, whether it be injury, suspension or, or what have you. So he's a good player. Um, hopefully we'll get to see the best of him. He's contracted for another year. And it, hopefully it's a, good, it's a good finish to his year because he's, he's obviously going to be in the England squad for the World Cup. Oh, he gets yeah. to go home. So if he can get a bit of match fitness over the next three weeks, it, it gives him a platform to build into next year. Will he stay next year? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. yeah he's, he's, he's contracted. And, the Bulldogs and was...
5: are losing Paul Vaughan,
3: so he'll probably be your play one front rower next year. Yep, yep. Uh, we'll continue crunch time here after this uh, break. We need to take a break, pay some bills. Uh, Combat Stadium is our venue. And then, of course, the Eels v Bulldogs. Round 23 of the Premiership continues with your full call coming from right here. In our commentary box, uh, Spud Carroll's going to join me and Sean Timmins as well. Back after this. From Combank Stadium today, NRL women's uh, game underway between the Eels and the Roosters. Three minutes and 58 seconds to go in the first half. And it is all locked up at 12 apiece. So we've got a captain's challenge at the moment. Um, and the Roosters are pressuring the Parramatta line. They're defending the Northern Uh, goal line at the moment, the Parramatta Eels, so we'll get the result of this captain's challenge and see what's happening here as we gear up for the rest of round 23. Uh, Thanks to Dometic, go on your next adventure, Dometic.com So the Eels and Bulldogs this afternoon, as I mentioned, 7th versus 12th on the ladder. How much of a boost Adrian is it to have Mitchell Moses back from that broken finger, suffered a couple of rounds ago in round 20? I mean, it was was so evident last week, wasn't it, that Mitch Moses needs to be in this side?
4: Absolutely, and just to get a couple of games in before the finals as well, um, after having a fortnight off, absolutely huge. Jake Arthur's done his best, and unfortunately he's a bit of a whipping boy for, for a small section of uh, Parramatta fans, but... Yeah, yeah, huge. And and his combination with Dylan Brown is going to be crucial
3: in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it sure will. For the Bulldogs, a couple of big names come in to the 17 on Friday. We've already touched on the story of Luke Thompson, the Englishman, but you also get to beat a Pangai Jr. added to the interchange bench missile. So clearly <clears throat> Mick Potter's uh, looking for some starch there.
5: Yeah, a bit of size on the bench. I think that's something we were missing last weekend against the Warriors. We got rolled up the, up the middle of the pitch last weekend against the Warriors. So I think... Thompson and Pengai Jr. will add a lot of fire. I'm actually, I don't know, I've got a little bit of a feeling about this one, Matty. Just a little bit, not as as much as some weeks, but I just think there's going to be a bounce-back factor. After the Warriors match, the Bulldogs were on a really upward trajectory and then took a bit of a hit last weekend. And I'm feeling a little bit of a bounce back.
3: I reckon the Roosters have gone in here. They have. Uh, So that'll take it to 16 points to 12. Just take a look at who's scored this try. Just to the right of the uprights. You got eyes on this one. Missile?
5: Yes. I think that's, yeah, that's Jess Sergis.
3: They the other star player. So they've had <coughs> both star recruits, Isabel Kelly and Jess Just go over. Yep, so I'll try to... Jess sir, just the 31st minute of the game. Well, will that make that 37th minute? It should be. So that's the fourth try to the Roosters. And this will give uh, Zahara Tamara the chance to convert her first of the day. So she's 0-3 for the moment. But they've gradually started to get closer and closer to the <laughs> sticks for her. So she <laughs> she's now 20 metres in uh, from the Western touchline. She's had... Uh, A couple from right outside and missed both uh, all three of those, in fact. So she's, what, 15 metres out from the try line, about 20 metres into the right-hand side of the upright. 16 points to 12. The Roosters lead the Eels with a kick to come in the NRLW. So the Bulldogs beat uh, Parramatta in round 14. It was a 30-point win, 34 to 4. But the Eels haven't lost back-to-back this season, which is... Extraordinary and points to that Jekyll and Hyde nature of the team. <laughs> Absolutely.
4: And I think, James, we mentioned it a, a few weeks ago just how costly that trip north was for the Bulldogs, where they oh, built yeah. really good momentum. Then all of a sudden, they've got the Cowboys in their own backyard for a home that was game. crazy. And then they've got to go across the ditch to face the Warriors. And they've lost that sort of little bit of a run that they were on, weren't they? Like they were. Mick Potter had him building towards something before then. Yeah,
5: I couldn't. I couldn't understand the logic behind that. Obviously, you know, there's there'd be sponsorship deals involved, and I saw Big Willie and Terry Lamb kicking around the Bundaberg Rum Distillery, and they were on quite the junket. Did you see that Imagine footage of? Uh, that. Did you see that footage of Willie at uh, at the game uh, at the Cowboys game in in Bundaberg, and uh, he was sitting back and had a table in front of him. I reckon he had ten. Pink gin cans, wow. empty
4: pink gin cans in front of him. They wouldn't touch the side No, either. I've never met a guy no. that
5: can drink like Willie. It's unbelievable. How,
4: how much would he have to drink a, a human his size in order to be affected? It's oh, scary. Yeah. The mind boggles.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the few men that that I stand next to and look like a little kid next to.
3: <laughs> Zahara Tamara has uh, converted that uh, try by Jessica Sergis. So the Roosters, 18 lead the Eels 12 in the NRLW. Just a couple of minutes to go in the first half. It's been entertaining stuff so far. Six tries scored in the first half here. It looked as though the Roosters were going to run away with it early, but Parramatta certainly fought back. So 18 points to 12 with just a few minutes left on the clock inside inside two minutes. Now, when you take a look at the Bulldogs, I mean, we mentioned sort of Eels, Jekyll and Hyde. Wow, the Bulldogs for their season, what The turnaround has been under Mick Potter, and we know that Cameron Seraldo is going there next year. But life before Mick Potter, they were scoring just under 10 points on average per game. Life from Mick Potter, they're scoring 23-plus per game. I mean, that's an incredible turnaround, and that's what Seraldo needs or wanted to have to be able to build on.
4: You would, yeah. have, you would hope that there would still be a role for Mick Potter. I was Potter about to yeah. ask because you that. Look, obviously, with Cameron Sorauder, he's going to come in, and he's got a five-year deal, he's going to have his own staff and, and, and there'll probably be a, a little bit of turnover. But based on what you've seen, I think as a Bulldogs fan, you'd be pretty happy. Yeah, you know, I would playing. I
5: would assume he'd stay in and around the club. But if, if he doesn't, he'd have to be a handy pickup for, for any other club. Um, do you, I mean, this is Sorraldo's first head coaching job. So would he have his own staff and support team around him yet? Or given that he has been part of a pre-existing support team for
4: another head coach, would he not have had time to build that up yet? Well, he's been the support staff. So even even his other assistant is Andrew Webster. He's going to the Warriors. So the Panthers are going to have to regenerate and and, um, blood some people there. And I think guys like Peter Wallace will end up having a, a bigger role in their coaching staff. So I don't think he will pinch or poach from the Panthers, so to speak. Um, he, he, he may be happy with some of the stuff that he inherits over there, but given, <laughs> you know, you've had two clubs offering five-year deals for a guy who's a rookie. Mm. He, he Basically, he was given a blank sheet of paper. They said, what is it going to take for you to come and, and take this job and, and do yeah. this re, re, rebuild at the Bulldogs? So he'll get whoever he
3: wants. It's amazing the turnaround in terms of, and so much of our focus was on the head coaching positions. There were three up for grabs at one stage, and all three have been locked away. And we were looking to the usual suspects, the premiership winning coaches that are out of jobs and still out there, et cetera, et cetera. And they ended up going to Andrew Webster, who, as you pointed out, assistant. So he goes to the Warriors. Cameron Serraldo, an assistant. He goes to the Bulldogs. Tim Sheen's in the interim over to uh, Benji Marshall, who's never coached before. So those three head coaching roles have gone outside of the square to what most people were looking at. However, the assistant coaching roles continue to pop up. The Dragons cleaned out. There's talk that Des Hasler's backroom staff might be moved on in some way, shape or form. Here uh, at Parramatta, we've now got Trent Barrett coming in as well. So my question then is the old axiom of who wants to be a head coach has never rung more true. It's now... Why wouldn't you want to be an assistant coach?
4: Well, well at, at the Dolphins, there's already a succession plan for when Wayne Bennett hangs it up. They've decided Christian Wolfe's going to be that guy. You've got Sam Burgess. There was a massive tug of war for his yeah. services between Souths who, who just ended up pipping uh, the Dolphins. And I guess the question is, I, I don't know if it's because of a lack of candidates or a lack of imagination. We've gone to the same person for the last three or four big coaching gigs. So, for instance, Trent Barrett was the next big thing. Yep. It was Garth Brennan. Then it was um, yeah, Cameron Sorraldo, Craig Fitzgibbon's been in that spot. Who's the new Cameron Seraldo, well, I guess, is the question. Well, John he,
3: Morris was, was certainly in that position. I reckon it's Dean Young.
4: De- Dean Young is certainly... Yeah, is I reckon certainly... he'll
5: be the next one uh, under uh, Todd Payton. Um, if, if, I mean, Todd Payton would be coach of the year, right? So he'd start to look at his staff and what, what sort of impact they're having on the, the team that he's coaching.
4: Guys like Jason Riles, oh, yeah, forget about him, are considered, and then and then you've sort of got those guys who are, I wouldn't say forgotten, but you mentioned John Morris, I mean, um, Anthony Seabold, I mean, they're they're credentialed coaches that have coached teams well into finals, isn't it? Interesting, just just
5: back on the Mick Potter thing quickly. So, it's all about the new, young, up and coming coach at the moment, right? And it seems to be once you lose your job as a, a head coach at NRL level, you don't really come back from it, yeah. We've seen with Mick Potter. Those older head coaches who've been there and done that can still do the job at this right. day and age and where the game's at right now. I think that's a, a, a really shining example of,
3: of the, the ability that they still have. Yeah, and it's that classic, you know, you, you get what you need at the right time. 18 points to 12 at halftime between the Parramatta Eels and the Sydney Roosters in NRLW. The Roosters leading that by six points. 18-12, more after this.
1: Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
7: Well, we were wondering when it was going to happen. That's the team finally crashing back to earth after a winless weekend. They have been on good form, but uh, reality hits sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Don't
0: worry. I've, uh, I've worked at least <laughs> over the last four or five weeks, so um, I'm a little bit wounded at the moment, Joshy.
7: I oh, don't say that, mate. You've uh, you've, you've been, you were off to a great start, actually, weren't you? And you were throwing some shade at the crunch time team, and then they threw it right back at you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It seems to be <laughs> what's happening with me lately. I'm, I think I'm going, maybe one too many legs in my multi. So I've, yeah, I've tried to scale, I've tried to scale it back this week um, to see whether, again, um, less is best.
7: Yeah, well, let's see how it works. Well, let's talk about the Crunch Time team. I mean, they weren't that far off the Sea Eagles and Bulldogs. Uh, but let's talk about the Eels getting the win by over six and a half points there. Cronulla Sharks to win by over six and a half against the Sea Eagles. And they've gone the Roosters to win by 13 plus against the West Tigers. That one's paying just over $3. Uh, do you like it?
0: Yeah, you know what, There's a, there could be a lot of Spreads, and we've seen that over the, the first two rounds, actually, the first two games, I should say, of um, of this round, with yeah, you know, Melbourne beating or lapping the Brisbane Broncos, mm. and of course um, the North Queensland Cowboys up against the Warriors. And there's a few games this weekend that we could see the same outcome. The Parramatta game is a difficult one against the Bulldogs because the Bulldogs beat Parramatta early on in this year. So I'm going to try and stay away from that one because maybe the Parramatta side is. <laughs> Well, the Bulldogs are a bit of a bogey side for Parramatta, so I'm going to stay away from that one. And In relation to Cronulla, um, yeah, that's an interesting one at at Four Pines at Manly's home ground. Sydney Roosters against West Tigers, again, another interesting one. But I think the other one that's going to be really interesting this weekend is is the Gold Coast, who are travelling to Wollongong to play the, the Dragons as well. So, yeah, a few interesting games this week.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, you can follow the Crunch Time NRL team, follow Stats 13. And if you're looking for someone else to follow Stats uh, Sports Journal, they've just recently joined Dabble, and they got the round started with a $9 same-game multi. That had 151 copies, so people obviously like what they're putting out as well, and that's one of the great things about Dabble.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We keep talking about the copy bet, how easy it is. Yeah. think... Uh, okay. Copied a bet during the week. Um, it was one of the, the regional races throughout the week and, and had a win. So it's uh, it's a pretty easy process.
7: Yeah, absolutely. We actually had the uh, CEO on the live stream last night and uh, he was talking about the app and how far it's come. And, of course, he was giving out or he's dishing out a few winners too, which is good to see. So a big thank you to Tom. I'm sure he won't like it. I'm sure he won't like that fact that, Uh, A couple of people got up, which is, uh, you know, he's trying to save money, not uh, give it away. But that's good to see anyway that the Dabble community has had a win. And, uh, yeah, it's just great to see. As well, as we talk about the Premier League, there's something to look at there. Uh, You can follow that. Jakey boy, he was uh, doing well last week. He was on the live stream, dishing out some winners as well. So plenty to like. All you have to do is download the Dabble app, follow those people, and you can copy bets with one click. Uh, Go on, have a dabble, dabble socially, and gamble responsibly.
1: Enjoying crunch time banter? Check out Dabble banter channels and copy crunch time bets. Go on, have a dabble, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
3: It is brought to you by Isusu. The D-Max is born to toe Coming up soon, the Parramatta Eels against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, round 23 from right here at Combank Stadium. From 5.30, the Queensland Cup. Redcliffe Dolphins against Northern Pride. Now, crunch time tomorrow Uh, is on Sunday all year now for the rest of the year. And tomorrow from 1 o'clock, the one and only Missile will be in the host chair. (laughs) In the driver's
5: seat. With Steve (laughs) O'Keefe.
3: So you've got Sock and Reid Marnie. So you'll, on one hand today, you're praying for a Bulldogs win because you've got your scarf on. But on the other, you want Reid Marnie to be in a good headspace tomorrow. So. Yeah,
5: well, he's coming to the club next year, so he might not <laughs> mind a Bulldogs victory. Um, I hope the knock-on effect I wasn't hoping to sponsor that show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that went pear shape pretty quickly. And Adrian, you're heading
3: off to, to Brookvale, Four Pines Park.
4: Yeah, it's been a while since I've been there. But one of the, the joys of going is that uh, Four Pines is obviously the sponsor, and normally in the press box, they've yes. got a little esky with a couple of the oh, uh, sponsors' products. Right. So do. Wayne Cousins, the media manager over there, quick shout-out, mate, I'm on my way, so just vote up for. (laughs)
3: Good on you, boys. Uh, We'll be tuning in tomorrow. Missile Adrian, best of luck down there at Brookie. Stay tuned on the SEN Network. More footy coming up. It's Ty Power's Big Footy
6: final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.